Thanks for tuning in to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. We hope you enjoy this filler series called Stuck in Life at a Red Light. Well, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Lighthouse. Um, thanks for joining us today. And if you're listening online, thank you for checking us out. Um, I had an interesting week this week. So in between sermon series, it's usually Holy Spirit-driven messages. So whatever God is speaking to me that week, um, it'll just be, it's a message. It's, it's, a, it's a great moment. And this week, Tuesday night, I had to go to the store to Winco to fill up on water. We ran out of water. And so on the way to Winco and on the way back, every red light. Like, have you ever had those moments where you're just driving and you're like, why am I hitting every single red light right now? And it's just the timers. It's just like, come on. And I'm like, please, I just want one green light. It's like, "Eh." next one. "Eh." And And then it started getting comical. Because there's not a lot of stoplights on the way to Winco and back. But you hit them all, you notice it. And then I kept thinking, this, this is craziness. Can someone close the back left door? Thank you. And it's like, it's craziness. And so then I started laughing to myself, and I was like, oh, what, what if I preached on a sermon illustration about stoplights on Sunday? That, that'd be kind of funny. And I kept thinking about, like, oh, this would be a funny message. Like, there's some some implications of like, you know, red, green, yellow, and it's like you're going through the different stop, go. And then I just kind of threw it off, you know. And then Tuesday happened, or that was Tuesday, and then Wednesday happened, and my coworkers and I, we went out to lunch, and we were driving, and we got stopped at a red light three times at the same light, because there's only two cars in front of us, but they forgot to go because it was such a long light, and they're like waiting, waiting, and you know, people get distracted, they're on their phone, so it's, it goes green, no one's going, people are honking, and they're like, they do this thing in the car, and then it's like, then it's yellow, and then they go, and it's red, so then the next car is waiting, and then they do it, and we're sitting in, and we're like, are you kidding me? What's happening? And it's just, we're all laughing, we're like, I guess this is our whole lunch break, is this one stoplight? And then it's finally our turn, and as soon as it hits our turn, we just go for it, you know? And the cars behind us are like, the lady behind us is all, she was, she was a little upset, okay? And then the next day, and at this point, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of weird stoplight things happening. And then Thursday happens, and I'm walking across this intersection, and I'm going, and the, the happy little walk guy's going. It's not the angry hand, it's the walk. And I'm like going, and I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I, I just you know you sense something is about to happen? I'm walking and a car is coming like full blast at me. Like I am center of the car and they go, ah! and they just stop. And the lady's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't. Like she didn't even know that the red light was happening. And I was like, <laughs> so I just wave and smile like, <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> and then I was like, this is crazy. Like at first I'm waiting too much at a stoplight and now this lady just wants to blow through a stoplight and then and I was even, I was on the phone with Patty, and Patty was like in the middle of a story, and she was talking to me, and I didn't want to interrupt her, because that's, she asked me not to interrupt her. And so then she finishes, and she goes, hey, I almost got hit by a car while you were telling your story. And she's like, what? <laughs> and so then, then Friday happens, and I'm like, at, at this point, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of like random stoplight things happening this week. And then Friday happens, and Patty was going to meet me with the kids during my um, break from work, and we're going to walk around Target and kind of, you know, just hang out during the day. And we go, and I'm like, where are they? 
And it, the time is just like flying by, and I'm like, at this point, I only have 30 minutes left till I'm off of work. And I'm like, am I still taking a 10-minute break right now? And then they get there, and Patty's like, I hit every stoplight in Ventura City. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I, it was like, it was these moments where I'm like, God, you obviously are speaking to us about seasons through the stoplights. Like, there's something to be learned here, and I didn't get it the first day, and God's like, I'll just make sure you get it, okay? Let's just get it through your head. And so, Mark chapter 10, verse 49, this is what came out of this stoplight illustration that God was confirming in my life for our church. It says, so Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and told him, have courage, get up, he's calling you. Have courage, get up, he's calling you. This is, this is really the, the illustrative story of what Jesus does in all of our lives. So Jesus pauses by us and says, I'm, I'm calling you. It's not a he, he only calls one person and they're awesome and they become a pastor or something. No, no, he, he stops by all of our lives and says, I am calling you. I am stopped in front of you because I am calling you. It, it's, an, it's an every person kind of thing. I'm calling you. And I love it. And, and it, this, this story, it's an illustration of this, this blind man. It says, he stopped by the blind man, call him. Call him. See, the blindness, it's, it's all of our lives at one point or another. Not that we're physically blind, but sometimes we're mentally or emotionally blind to what's really happening around us. See, the, a blind person knows what's happening internally to their own lives. Like, I, I know that my hand hurts or this is in my heart or this is what I'm thinking. They know everything that's going on with them personally, but nothing else around them. They don't know their surroundings. And that's interesting because sometimes as Christians, we can live that life. I know what's happening, what I'm going through, and I'm just going to keep going through what I'm going through, but I'm woefully unaware of what everyone else is actually going through around me. And it's these moments when God calls us, heals our blindness, and moves us forward in a season. And it's this moment that I want to talk about. It's the stoplight illustration where God stops in front of us, and it's, we go through three different types of seasons. One where we're, we're stopped, one where we need to move slow in our life, and one where we just need to go. And really identifying where we're at in that season is huge. The lady that almost hit me running a red light, most of us have gone through those seasons. When God says, I need you to stop right now because I need to speak to you, and we're like, no, I got it, I'm good, God. And we just try to plow through, and we just leave devastation in our wake. And there's times when we just want to when we want to just stop and God's saying, no, it's time to go. And everyone around us is honking at us saying, you need to move forward. It's like, I'm not ready to move forward. Other people are waiting on you behind you to move forward so they can move forward too. And it's these moments in life that God wants to speak to us. So it's identifying these seasons and what we do in those seasons. So number one, in the wait. Let's talk about the, the red light season, if you will. Mark chapter 10, verse 49, again, so Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and told him, have courage. Have courage. The, the first part, they, they, they do three parts when they come up to this blind man. The first one is have courage. So I researched the Greek on this, 
And this Greek word is used three different ways in the Bible. There are three different ways that this one word can be used and translated as, depending on the context, if you will. So A, obviously courage, because that's what it says, courage. Courage. When, when we're in seasons of our lives when we need to stop and wait on God, man, we have to have courage. The, the definition of courage is the ability to press in when we are afraid. Have you ever just been afraid of something and, and it makes you not move? It just, it just halts you? You're like, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> this, is so, this is so silly and it's, it's embarrassing to admit, okay? Um, so I had, I had seen the movie Signs when I don't think I was allowed to. I went to a movie theater, didn't tell anyone. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go see uh, Pokemon. You know, whatever, I told my parents something. And I went to go see Signs by myself because I wanted to see it, everyone's talking about it in school. And it scared me so bad. But not necessarily, the movie was scary. But the scary part was when you leave the theater and you go back home to your house that's on a farm. <laughs> and then you're like, I am terrified. And you're sitting there, and you're like, shut all the windows, don't look outside, it's getting dark. And then, and then the scary part is the same night when your dad's like, you didn't take out the trash. Like, you want me to take the trash outside? <laughs> and then it's like, you know, you don't want to tell your dad, I want to go see a scary movie about a farm. <laughs> and so I remember getting the trash, and I, and I remember like looking back as if I'm like going off to war, like, love you. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> They're going to get me. And I was, it was so real to me at the time, and I was so afraid. And we are opening the door, and I, like, held my breath as if that's going to help, you know, me, whatever. And so how you have to do it is you have to run across where the cars are parked, past the gravel driveway, all the way to the edge of the field, because that's where the, the track. So I run throw it in, like one of them bounces off. I'm like, it's, I can't do it. And I run back and go back inside. It was the fastest I've ever taken trash out in my life. But I was so scared. I was so terrified. And it's, it's this concept of courage. It's willing to do something when we're afraid to do it. See, in, in the seasons of waiting, it's not about waiting saying, I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going I'm to be patient. But if God's saying, no, I'm prepping you to work past your fears right now, that's a different kind of weight. That's saying, I'm overcoming it. I'm getting courage right now to accomplish what God is calling me to do. Not necessarily, I'm sitting here because I'm too scared to do it. It's a different kind of weight. Courage. We need to have courage in this moment. Also in the weight, this word courage is also used as confidence. B. It's the Greek word for confidence in the Bible. Same word. Courage and confidence. The exact same thing is used. Confidence. Because in the weight, sometimes we can lose confidence in ourselves and God is going to get us through what we're in the weight for. Have, have you ever had just awful medical news? and you just have to wait. Like the doctor's like, I need you to come in and we're gonna take a scan. And then they're like, okay, we'll, we'll contact you. And you're like, when is that? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get back to me. And it's all you think about. 
It's a, it's a different thing when you're sitting there in worry versus confidence. I am confidently waiting because I know God's in control. Versus I am forced to wait because I have no control in my life. In the wait, we need to build up a confidence. You know what? It's God's timing. It's God's timing. My boss said, I need to meet with you. And they put on the calendar for two weeks from now. Great. I need to have confidence that God is in control. And the third one, which is kind of weird, this one threw me for a curveball when I looked it up. Have courage is also used as cheer. See, cheer. As in happy, excited, joy, the verb to scream out in excitement. (laughs) In the wait, we need to have cheer. I looked up the definition of, of cheer on this specifically. What does it mean underneath when it's used in that Greek? Like, why, why, why cheer? And it's, the definition was to make happy, to build happiness. As in, when you're in the, in the waiting times of your life, when it's just going on forever, and you're like, is this ever going to get out of it? You have to somehow convince and move past it in faith that, I am excited for what God is doing. I might be frustrated, annoyed, disgusted, whatever, but God is moving me forward and I'm going to have cheer because of that. And having this confidence that, God, you have placed me in this season because you're working in me right now. I'm going to be cheerful. That's that's not usually the, the first emotion that comes to my mind when I have to wait on something. Sitting in a waiting room at a hospital I don't, I don't find myself going, man, I'm so excited to be waiting here. This is the best. What number am I? I'm double digits and that's on triple. Okay, I'll be happy. It's, 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 we have to have cheer, the Bible says. The number two, the slowdown. This is the yellow light aspect. Mark chapter 10, verse 49. Again, one more time. So Jesus stopped and said, call him. So he called the blind man and told him, have courage, get up. Get up. I don't know what time sinkhole paradox exists in, in the bed when your alarm goes off. Between the time your alarm goes off and the moment when you're walking away from your bed, it's just like time just starts melting away from the clock. Have you noticed that? Has that ever, have ever happened to anyone else besides me? The alarm will go off and I'm like, oh, Facebook, oh, an email, blah, blah. and I'm like, I need to get up right now. <laughs> and it's like, where did 30 minutes go? Where did 15 minutes go right now? And it just flies by. There's this, there's this Greek word that talks about that time frame of completely stopped to building, to, to stepping out. There's this like slowness that happens, this this in-between time of fully moving from complete stopped. And that's what, that's what this word is, get up. So A, the first thing we need to do when we're transitioning seasons from completely stopped and moving forward is A, we need to stand up. We need to realize that we're transitioning into a season of moving forward. This is, this is the different seasons Jesus calls us into. When we're like, I'm, I've, I've grown comfortable of where I'm at. And God's like, okay, I need you to move forward. And you're like, 
like, yeah, let me keep thinking about this for a little bit longer. And God's like, this is the stand-up phase. This is is your stretch-before-you-run phase. Have you ever, you know, when you're younger, maybe it's okay to do this, but have you ever gone from sitting in a car to, like, going running? You need to stretch, right? the, the, The more blessed with age we get, we realize we need to stretch even more. Right? That's, that's this time frame. Stand up. B, the, the, well, another definition this word is used inside the Bible is recall. Recall. This is kind of interesting, finding this Greek word littered throughout the Bible that says stand up is, is also recall. This is the word that Jesus uses when he sees a dead child and brings him back to life. It's, it's the word used for when something is dead and it's brought back to life. Recall when we, we transition from the waiting, the endless waiting, and Jesus says, I need you to recall. I need you to bring dead dreams back to life. That's this word. Things that have been dead in your life, you're like, oh, that will never happen. Something was on your heart going, man, I wish this, and then years pass, and you're like, that won't, that's dead. That's the moment when Jesus says, I'm rekindling what I put on your heart years ago. Bring the dead things back to life. The things that he, he put as dreams, as, as heart moments. In the slow seasons of our lives, that's the rekindling between waiting forever and running forward. It's, it's the, I'm bringing these things back to your mind and your heart so it can give you motivation to start running. That's, that's these things. And then C, construct. Construct. I think I said it wrong the first time. Construct. <laughs> I'd say, oh, I didn't know it was British. Uh, construct. This, is, this one's kind of unique also. This is, this is when someone buys a plot of land and says, I have a dream for a building to go here. And so the construction workers are building it and erecting it. It's that short season of building up. It's not living its purpose yet, but it's preparing for purpose. That's the moment. It goes from completely dead wasteland field, and then the season of construction happens, and then the purpose starts in. When we're in the slowdown seasons of our lives, when we're supposed to be going slow, Those are the moments when God is preparing and building in us what we're going to be utilizing for. We can't skip those moments in life. We can't. Because we'll miss out on God preparing. Have you ever, um, have you ever driven by a field and there's like a construction site going and all the workers who are supposed to be in that office building start work on the computers and laptops in the dirt field while construction's happening around them? No, that doesn't. That's, that's ludicrous. And the f- crazy thing is we try to do that in our own lives. We hear God say, go forward and do this. And you're like, all right. And <laughs> you start doing it. And God's like, whoa, I told you that so you can start preparing. You have a lot to learn and get under your belt before you do that. We need construction to happen in our lives. And it's okay to be preparing. It's okay to go back to basics. It's okay to, to work on these things. And number three, 
why we go. Why we go. The green light part. Mark chapter 10, verse 49, last time. We've heard this verse several times today. So Jesus stopped and said, call him. So he called the blind man and told him, have courage, get up. He's calling you. Why we go, why we move forward, why we pursue the purposes in our life that God has placed on our hearts. A, addressed. This Greek word, he's calling you, is an addressment. It's addressing. I don't think addressment is a word. It just sounded natural, though. <laughs> addressed. This is on mail. There's different types of mail, right? You get the one that's like, to the resident of 6200 Montalvo Drive, right? And you're like, ha <laughs> trash. And there's another one that says, to Matt Russell. And you're like, I need to open this one. This one's addressed to me. So the reasons why we move forward in life is because God addresses stuff to us personally. Not just because it's a blanket, hey, buddy, you should do this, and this goes to everyone. No, no, no. God placed purpose in your life, specific purpose. He has addressed you in these moments. It's a personal invitation by God. B, invited. Why we go? You are invited into the plans God has for you and those around you. I like this because it was in this moment that Jesus addressed him and says, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you forward. And his blindness was healed. The illustration for us is, is we could be blind to everything around us. The kingdom of God is always moving, and we could be blind to it. But the moment that he has invited us into the kingdom of God, of growing deeper ourselves personally and growing outward with our friends and family, our blindness starts melting away. We start seeing what's happening in people's lives around us. And that, that coworker is always sad. I, wa I want to see if I can... I don't know, ask him if he needs any help. We start becoming self-aware and awareness around us. I couldn't think of the right word. Around us. We're invited. And then see, it's time to start. It's time to start. This was, this was such a funny word. So he's calling you. It means addressed, invited, and rooster crow. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm just letting you know, you go to the Greek lexicon, and that's what the three definitions are. Addressed, invited, rooster crow. So, I think someone accidentally taped two pages together. There was a rip somewhere. And I started, I was like, that can't, that's not right. That's, that's silliness. Like, someone's messing around. And so then I looked up the word, he's calling you, and I, and I found instances in the Bible that were paralleled, and it was very unique. So Jesus walked up to Peter, and he says, I'm calling you. You were called. And then fast forward to the end of Jesus' life, and he says, do you, do you trust me? Are you following me? And he goes, yes, I am called by you. I love you. And he goes, well, when someone else calls you, when you hear the rooster crow three times, you're going to stop. You're not going to listen to me. You're going to ha not have faith, and you're going to 
um, doubt me and, and you're not going to follow forward of what I've called you to do. And it's this beautiful paralleled analogy of he was called by this rooster and it was really a wake-up call. And he's like, oh my gosh, I blew it. I denied you three times. You're, you're right. I am called by you and I'm not supposed to deny you. The, the final point is really, I want to look at it from the rooster of the wake-up call. When it's your time to go, are you hearing that call from God and saying, it's time to get up, it's time to get going? If you've ever been around a farm or around a rooster, it's like they are up early and they don't stop. And it's like, I can't go back to bed now. I need to keep going forward. I need to move and do this. We are called by God and we can't go back to sitting around waiting and slumber. God is calling us. We need to move forward. Let's pray. Lord, continue speaking to us. Continue ministering to us. Help us identify what season we're in. If it's in the waiting, patience, and growing with you time, awesome. Let us understand that and not give up on you. If it's in the, in the slowdown time where we're prepping and we're building and we're constructing, fantastic. But let us not just keep waiting there forever. And if it's in our time to move forward and go after the plans you have for our life, let us shake off the blindness, have self-awareness, and start identifying what we're supposed to be doing right now. The rooster is crowing. We need to not doubt you, God. We need to have the wake-up call to start going after an action. Lord, give us opportunities this week to see your love, to see your voice, to, to go after the things we're supposed to be going after. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. And if you'd like to find others, please visit us at www.lighthouse805.com.